Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hey, thanks for joining us again, as this week, Grandma offers us some candy, and we hope for a Werther's Original, and no we one. hope it's not a stale piece of linty ribbon candy. Mm. Let's find out are what we kidding? got. Ribbon candy is awesome, and Werther's Originals are disgusting. <gasps> I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific <laughs> movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. So we take turns selecting from our movie genre, movies that in our opinion have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these movies on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast you can give our films a second chance. Or our first chance if you're Carly. <laughs> this <laughs> this week, week on the podcast... Is Carly's pick. Serendipity. Good, because I forgot the name did of the movie. not want to participate there. <laughs> I was waiting for you to stop talking. When I was ready, you kept jumping in, and then I forgot the name of the movie. Men All over right. Book. Dropped an Eminem. So we're doing Serendipity. Tell us about that movie, Carly. Well, brief synopsis here. On a magical night, Jonathan met Sarah. He thinks it's love at first sight, but she believes in destiny. After a few years, uh, the two have 3,000 miles between them, and they must figure out if fate wants them to be together again. When love feels like magic, it's called destiny. When destiny has a sense of humor, it's called serendipity. I did not write that. <laughs> okay. That's deep. Another John character. Another John character. I wonder how many mm-hmm. Johns we've had now. I don't know. But John's a good name. So he's two. It's a good name. This is John No H. Mm. <laughs> Jonathan. Well, he's Jonathan. Yeah. All right. It's written by Mark Klein, who also wrote A Good Year, Suburban Girl, and Mirror, Mirror. I haven't seen any of those. I've seen, seen none nothing. Of those. <laughs> nothing. Don't know anything about those. Didn't know those were a thing until just now. <laughs> it was directed by Peter Chelsom, who also directed The Space Between Us, Hector, and The Search for Happiness, Shall We Dance, and the Hannah Montana movie. <laughs> I've not seen any of those either. I've only either. heard of the Hannah Montana movie. You haven't heard of Shall We Dance? I've heard of Shall We Dance. It's Who Richard Gere, isn't it? I don't know. I've heard of it. But you don't know shit about it. <laughs> Could be about Richard Grieco, for all you know. It's that about dancing. Good. It's about old people dancing. Not, like, super old. Like, people Is our Richard age. Is Richard I actually think it's he people like our age, age. <laughs> Like, 45-year-old like people dancing. Which, let's be serious, is in our age bracket. <laughs> Some of us. The podcast age bracket, anyways. Well, so the mirror, mirror, mirror. demographic, if you will. Um, I looked up the ones that they had done to see if they looked familiar to me. Mm-hmm. Mirror, mirror has Julia Roberts as like the evil queen, and it's like a Snow White. Remake. Oh, oh! oh. <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> Jesus, I had never got heard of it. And it's got a genius. terrible flashback. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a terrible flashback. I'm going to go with, that's not good, because I didn't remember till just this second. <laughs> and I was like, how have I never heard of that? <laughs> it seems like Ooh. that well, would have been amped up You're Carly, up a bit. so. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but these are movies that are movies that I would notice. That's a good point, too. Generally. Those are movies that she should know about. <laughs> so it who's in it? stars John Cusack. Wow, John Cusack. Welcome back to the podcast, John Cusack. <laughs> yeah. Kate Beckinsale. Hey, Kate Beckinsale. We'll probably see you again. <laughs> a little side note. I think she's one of the most beautiful women ever. And no, I, ever. I based there. my Deva character in our vampire game. That's she, right, you did. She's what 
my character looks like. Thanks for nerding up the I podcast. <laughs> Keep on a trucking. Nobody has but, an idea what you're uh, talking about. Who else we is know her from the Underworld movies? Um, Jeremy Piven. The great. I know Piven. from Ellen, the sitcom. You know him from Ellen? <laughs> There's no way she, Carly watches Entourage. No, I knew he And was if you that, pick though. the Entourage movie, I will not watch it. Ooh. No, but I may do PCU. That's great. I would be totally that down for that. That would be great. But Go I will tell you, oh. I refuse to watch That's the Entourage movie. <laughs> but I do have a little fun fact. <laughs> yes? When I was looking at Jeremy Piven's IMDb. <laughs> really? Underappreciated? You did Dracula. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Underappreciated when you're going on. <laughs> you do. You're going to miss the fun fact. Jeremy Piven oh. has been in like six movies with John Cusack. He okay. was in The Grifters, Gross Point Blank, good movie, good Say movie. Anything, this mm-hmm. movie. There were like three other ones I didn't he write down. He was in Say Anything? Yeah, apparently so. Who was he in Say Anything? I don't know. Maybe you need to rewatch <laughs> it. I think in the 80s he just had a lot of small roles and stuff. But they've done a lot of movies together. Are they like buddies? Who was Who else was in this movie? Well, Bridget Moynihan. Is that John Cusack's girlfriend? Yes. Can I, you said that you think Kate Beckinsale is beautiful. I think that Kate Moynihan is one of those people who I'm supposed to think is beautiful, but I think is not attractive at Who's all. Who's that? I love to work with John Wick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she's in Blue Bloods John and Wick. John Wick. Yeah. And Tony's like, she's hot, but they're not... She, they're giving she her bad recruit. makeup in She was also, movie, yeah, and she was he, in the recruit. She's been in a bunch of No. Stuff. No, her best movie role ever, though, was Coyote Ugly. Yeah. She was in that? She was the badass yeah, chick. Yeah, she was. was. Blade 2, wasn't that's she? A, no. She's not the lady from Blade 2 at the end? No, that's... Um, her name is... <laughs> shit. But she's not in that. Okay. All right, but it's not her. It's a, okay. just, no, well, Blade 3 is just Jessica Biel. my robot? She is you, okay. my robot. But there's two girls she's, that not, are, she's not pretty. She, she's pretty. She she's has all pretty. the things that would make her pretty, <laughs> but instead she's always just plain. Hmm. I feel like she's... Plain. She's the girl next door. I no, know her. She's yes, plain she, Jane. The first time I saw her was when she married Big in Sex in the City, which I That's watched. True. Also, another character from Sex in the City, Carrie's ex-fiance in this movie, oh, yeah. John Corbett, who we love from... My Big Factory Glass. Yeah. yeah, that's right. God, he's fantastic in that. Eon Miller. We should do that movie. That's not is underappreciated. That, that movie made like a... They, they shot it for a million dollars it. and it made two hundred and like sixty but million. But I just want to talk about it. Well, then do my big factory wedding too. Yeah, do the second one. That one was not that. terrible. <laughs> surprisingly well, entertaining. Wasn't well, as good as the first one, but I would say it's not a good movie, but it's surprisingly entertaining. <laughs> yeah, uh, under, in the underappreciated scale, it's in the same genre as like um, the Blair Witch Project, where they shot it for a buck fifty mm-hmm. and it made like a billion dollars. Hmm. Kind of appreciated. And then we have Molly Shannon from SNL. And Wet Hot American Summer, which I haven't seen. <laughs> I haven't seen either. Apparently, it's really good. And she was also a superstar. Yeah, on SNL. <laughs> I haven't seen her in anything. The movie. I haven't oh. seen her in anything in a really long time, and I was surprised to see her. I was like, oh, look, it's Molly Shannon. <laughs> He's like, is that Molly Shannon? <laughs> well, because I, yeah. I, I think she was in the Hannibal TV show, and The Grinch is like the last two things I saw her in. Oh, she wasn't. And then Eugene Levy is the only other person I wrote down here. Who we we know from... American Pie. American Pie 5, The Naked Mile. Who was playing the Mr. Bean character from Love Actually. That is the truth. (laughs) I like Mr. Bean better. Mm. You said you wanted it in a a gift rat. (laughs) No bloody holly. (laughs) This movie had a budget of $28 and it made just under $50. Which would make it a success. Yeah, it has a fifty-nine percent uh, tomato meter score. Is it Tomonitor? 
and thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a Roger Ebert review. Uh oh. Oh, Roger I, Ebert. I took excerpts from because they're very is long. Is it positive or negative? It is negative. No, you're supposed to let us guess. <laughs> We're going to make that the new game. You want to guess right, how many next? stars? <laughs> Whoever does the next movie, which is Elaine, don't tell us which is which. We have to guess. Oh, 1.5 stars. He says, I've got three bullet points. Fate I have no problem with. Leaving themselves in the hands of this screenplay is another matter. (laughs) (laughs) Burn. John is played by John Cusack in what is either a bad career move or temporary insanity. Damn. (laughs) He's not Nicolas Cage. (laughs) For years to come, (laughs) people at parties will be whispering, see that couple over there? The Traegers, John and Sarah, whatever you do, don't ask them how they met. (laughs) (laughs) Gee, that's probably true. That is very true. No, that's like legit. Mm-hmm. Get some credence there. And Timothy J gave it five stars, saying it was a pre- preposterous premise starting out, but as it progressed, he really started loving it. I didn't realize how many p words were in that movie. Until he I seems like to he read just it. enjoys tongue twisters as well. I, know. I was like, why didn't I read this out loud before? His other now? favorite show was Rubber Baby Buggy Bumpers. <laughs> <laughs> And his girlfriend sells she, she sells down by the seashore. You tried. That was really good, though. I did. Good comeback. All right. What did you think going in, Tony? Um, when when it started, I was like, I don't know what this movie is. I've never heard of it. Never seen a preview. But then, as the movie started, I remembered that I had seen parts of this movie somewhere, sometime. So, but I didn't know what what it all meant. You know, I only seen pieces of it. So. <laughs> So I, didn't he start, thought I didn't start hating it until we got into the movie. <laughs> I mean, spoiler. <laughs> no, but I, I didn't know what the hell this movie was. All right, John. Oh, well, I had heard of this movie, but I, I had never seen it. We've mentioned it on the podcast. Yeah, like, I remember when it came out, I was like, oh, I don't want to see that. So I never saw it. And I knew it was a rom-com, John Cusack movie, and I was like, oh, I loved High Fidelity. At the time, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I still kind of like it. You gave it a yay. Well, yeah, but not as much as I used to like it. Okay. And that's mostly because of Barry Job and the Uptown Five, but we're getting off point. <laughs> Going into it, I was like, you know what? I enjoy a good rom-com every now and again. This should be good. <laughs> oh, my turn is my go. Um, I'd never seen this. I don't think Kate Beckinsale's a good actress, so I avoid what? movies she's in. <laughs> she's one of the, would you say, the most beautiful women in the world? <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't always look for beauty in my actors. Now, how do you feel about I Kate Beckinsale and that skin leather that she wears in the, in in the, the Underworld movies? movies? Yeah. Look, the first Underworld movie was a good movie. It was outstanding. Every subsequent Underworld movie yeah, is a piece stopped. of crap. No, no they should have stopped at like three. Rise of yeah. Likens was okay. That was the third one, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was okay. It's Did very much. It? I've seen them all. What's it about? They all bled together in one ah. big vampire. I've only seen Werewolf. one scene from one of them that Tony made me watch. Well, the like, first three one times. is good. <laughs> but Have you seen the last one? No, I, st- I, w- I started watching. I fell asleep. It was better than the one before it. So, so they're I, making a comeback. So the next one will be really good. No, I think Wait. they're done. Yeah, is that the one with the girl? No, well, the girls in it. But Look. the one I saw was the one where she finds out she has a little girl. Yeah, that's the that's fourth one, one I fell asleep. With. That's the fourth one. This is oh. the fifth one. Oh, Just I came out this year. Another one. Yeah. yeah, there's I another like the one. first one, and I like the one where the werewolves break out of slavery. That's the third one. Yeah. Those are the two that I thought were good. You need to check out the fifth one. Really? Yeah. 
<laughs> I feel the same way. I feel the way about the Unworld franchise very much like I feel the way about the Resident Evil franchise. Ooh. The first movie was enjoyable, and they shouldn't have made any more. However, yeah. I do kind of like all the Resident Evil movies just because I have no idea. Sometimes I like weird stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> but no. Serendipity, I, like I had never it. seen, and I had don't like Kate Beckinsale, so I had no desire to ever watch it. No. But I do remember Carly having it on her t- list of mm-hmm. uh, top ten or top five John Cusack movies yes. because it was one of the only ones she had ever seen. That is the truth. I own this movie. <laughs> I don't remember the first time I saw it. I've seen it quite a few times. Wow. I remember the first time I saw it last night. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. When John watched it, which I wasn't paying attention to, I was reading a book. What? And then I rewatched so, it today. I'm like, it's like hey. Revelation City. <laughs> like, do you want to watch this movie? She's like, no. Carly hasn't seen a movie. Elaine has weird taste in movies. And John watched a movie and Elaine read a book. <laughs> Dang. Next thing I'm going to drink some vodka or something. <laughs> and not get any stuffing. Yeah, not get any stuffing. Hey, 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 he had stuffing today. Everybody and had no stuffing vodka. for dinner, yeah. And and he's not drinking vodka, he's drinking, uh, what is that, lemonade. Just plain old lemonade. To, you know. <laughs> but we have M&M's instead of those chewy things, so that's good. So don't worry, we're still eating. So yes, we're still eating, and uh, don't worry, I'm not eating any M's, I'm eating only the W's. But I'm not having coffee this week, which on our last week's episode, I could hear me take an audible sip of coffee, mm-hmm. so I went back to water. <laughs> Alright, so the movie opens, it's Bloomingdale's, it's five days before Christmas. I love Bloomies. I have never been there. It's Although, expensive, you don't want to go there. I might have, no, that was Macy's. I was like, I went to like a Christmas show in Philly. That had this whole to-do for Christmas, but it was Macy's. It wasn't I want to say that this is a Miramax film, and every time I see the Miramax logo, I expect Kevin Smith. Mm -hmm. You know, they did like... (laughs) A million movies. Yeah, they did all kinds of stuff. But every time I see Miramax, I'm like... I always think it's going to be one of the Blade movies or Nightmare on Elm Street. I I was like, you know what? We should watch Mallrats. (laughs) (laughs) Is that underappreciated? I I don't care. I just think think we should watch it. I think all the Kevin Smith movies are underappreciated. Well, how about Clerks? I, I think know. Clerks did. I don't know if, if Dogma is, then I might do it. I mean, the appreciation. I, don't think it's my genre. <laughs> I just I feel really like, like that movie. Sure of course it is. With all rats, and I love Mallrats. I feel like the. I mean, you have to wait until we do. I mean, you could do Chasing Amy, definitely. That's. I like Dogma better. Dogma's I'm going to do Dogma. I feel like the critical acclaim of Clerks is what got him every other movie it he's is. ever done. I think if we do any of Kevin Smith movies, we should go have him come on the podcast. Or we'll go on his podcast. If Tony, <laughs> wants, if Tony does Yoga Hosers, I have things to say. I've never seen it. <laughs> with the Brassies? Oh, you got to check that out. It's uh, also I saw Red su- State. It was okay. Uh, <laughs> Yoga Hosers is surprisingly entertaining. It is. You seen Red State? <laughs> no. I you have. should watch it. Yeah. You know what I haven't seen yet? Tusk. I haven't seen it either. Every time I start to watch it, I'm like, mm. every time I'm like, all right, I'll watch Tusk. I'm like, no. Mm, yeah, no I feel like Tusk is going to be too serious. Like the fun about Yoga Hosers was it was obviously. Well, the cool comedic. thing about Red State is he. It was an experiment that he did where. He said he was tired of movies following this this pattern, so he every, I don't know how many pages are in the screenplay, but every like six pages, he changed the movie. So you think it's this movie, and then it changes, and you think it's this movie, and then it changes, and he does that like four times, and it's like, it's kind of neat. Well, now that we've talked about Kevin Smith for a hundred, yeah, year and a half. <laughs> All right, good, because he's got the show called Fat Man on Batman, and they don't talk about Batman anymore. No, they really don't. Make Tony stop listening. <laughs> oh, no, I can't stop listening. I like Mark really? Bernard. Well, I also stop listening because they ruin movies like the next day. I'm like, dude, I haven't seen any. You know, well, so just what them. you do is you don't hit the play button. I know, but then it's like half the movies, half his episodes are movies that I haven't seen yet because I just don't go to the movies a lot. What I like about his podcast is that his dog barks in the background, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know how I avoid spoilers? 
I when I see something with the title of the thing I haven't seen in, I don't read it <laughs> or listen to it. Or I change the channel. Yeah, that's what I do. Guess what? I think Guess we're all what? avoiding that's what serendipity by talking about Kevin Smith. Which is so interesting. We, we haven't got past Bloomies yet. <laughs> I was distracted by the Miramax logo. So we're in Bloomies and we watch a pair of gloves travel around. They make it back on the rack and two people grab them. The black hat. And at this gloves. point I say, is this going to be her second movie about an accessory? Much like Harold Crick's wristwatch. This one seems to be all about Sarah's this gloves. This would be her third movie about an accessory. Remember that movie about the timer? <laughs> That's true. That's an accessory. Yeah. You At like timelines, I like accessories. Again, again, something that covers the wrist. Because these are long gloves. What's your obsession with wrist-related accessories? Are we going to do you one about a bracelet none. next? Nobody want me to do the ring. <laughs> I'm going to do something about the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> I have, I, that's not going to be underappreciated. No. <laughs> that probably right. be the most appreciated movie of all time, <laughs> money-wise. So they're both like, you should take them, no, you should take them, and they put them back on the rack so they can discuss it, and somebody else takes them. And they're like, no, 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 these are ours. And the dude's like, uh, no, they're mine. And they tell him this ridiculous story about how, therefore, her current boyfriend, who's going to become his girlfriend... In after 18 the surgery. months after the surgery. Which is a really good story. And the dude's like, I don't believe you, but <laughs> you can have the gloves. <laughs> so then she's like, let me buy you a coffee. So they go to this little cafe called Serendipity. And there's your movie there. What'd you call the lane? Your meet cute? <laughs> sure. No, your goes, titular line? Mm-hmm. Tony's like, I don't think that's a real place, but it totally is. It opened in the 1950s, and it's still open today. Do they sell those coffees? Yes. Because yeah. that looked damn delicious. We have something similar here. So, Called the Royal Chocolate. She, no. <laughs> now, what sells coffees like that? The gelato place. Sells coffees like that? Sells coffees and ice cream. Yeah, but not like that. Well, not that big. The, <laughs> chocolate, the Royal Chocolate sells fancier stuff than the gelato place. Still, avoiding your movie card. Uh, <laughs> the right. gelato place does have good gelato, though, people. If you've got a gelato place by you, go have some gelato. It's delicious. <laughs> what is the gelato place that you're <laughs> speaking of? Because I've gone to places that have gelato, but I've never gone to a gelato place. It's, a confet it's called Confetti, and it's at Town Center. Mm, okay. <laughs> you can order a cappuccino with gelato in it. We went to a place like it's that delicious. when we went to Baltimore with Ben and Nikki. <laughs> See, if we edited, this whole conversation would get edited out, but we don't. And I'm sorry, listeners. Back to serendipity. <laughs> All right. Well, so, Dr. Nick wants to go get some ice cream. Now he knows where to go. So she says that she first came here because she likes the word serendipity. And she believes in fate. And he doesn't. And uh, they discuss that a little bit, and then as they leave, he asks if she's going to go meet up with her boyfriend, and she says he's probably out doing the same thing that he's doing, which is shopping for his girlfriend, but he responds, getting a crush on someone else's girlfriend, and then he asks her for her number, but she says no. She says if they're meant to meet again, they will, but now isn't the right time. So she says Merry Christmas and won't even tell him her name. And they go their separate ways, but somehow, both left stuff at Serendipity, and they meet again when they go back for their things. <laughs> Question. Uh-huh. Cheating or not cheating? Silence. We need to talk. <laughs> Is what, it? that they went 
ice skating together? No. That hasn't happened Before that. No, no, before that. That's definitely cheating. The coffee. Was the coffee cheating or not cheating? Hmm. I think it's not cheating, but it's yellow flags. In my opinion. Carly? (laughs) I probably agree with that. Mm. I think that at least one of them knew that this could lead to more, so... It's, well, because uh, the thing, my thing is, is relationships are relationships, but they're not like the end all be all of everything. So you may end up, I mean, we've all been in other relationships. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Get, we didn't get in our, this I don't me remember. and John have You've only never, ever been with each other. Really? We were destined for the womb. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything before her. It's been a really yeah, long time and we're getting old. <laughs> I went to this place called Recall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's another story. Right. But I'm just saying, so, if you meet with somebody, talk with them, and you're like, oh, shit. I think the coffee part was cheating for him and not cheating for her. Because he knew he was interested in her. No, this is why. (laughs) Because he let her have the gloves. So she just meets a nice guy, he does a nice thing for her, and and she's just chatting with this guy, so she invites him for a coffee to repay him for letting her have probably a 70 or 80 dollar pair of cashmere gloves these are probably really expensive expensive. and she had the bloomingdale's markup but (laughs) the line at the end but and she was like no i'm not giving you my number i'm just gonna go we had a nice thing we had a chat and i'm leaving this was just an interesting afternoon i had with a stranger in new york Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but he says getting a crush on somebody else's girlfriend and he's already told her he has a girlfriend that's cheating and he's the one that asked her to keep going out so I think that him I think that he was clearly cheating or in the cheating mindset and she clearly was not I'm more obliged to believe that I would say the I mindset he would have cheated if she were well, we down. don't know that well he might oh have, yeah we do I think well he, he might I mean I mean he, he's getting married getting ready to marry this girl well, so no, not, this I, is five years earlier. Oh, you're talking about okay, this I'm is sorry, the very sorry. beginning I forgot stop jumping ahead I'm sorry. <laughs> but I think, I think that that you that if I was John Cusack's girlfriend and he told me this story, I'd be like, "Dude, you went on a date." <laughs> but if I was Kate Beckinsale's boyfriend and she told me that story, I might be, "Are you sure it's safe for you to be having lunch with strangers?" <laughs> so, and I don't know if. So that's what you're saying is, is completely okay. While I'm shopping to buy you a pair of gloves, if some girl accidentally grabs the same gloves. And then I buy her. No, she bought as a thank yeah, you exactly. for letting so me have the gloves. <laughs> so, and then I buy her a coffee, ice cream, drink thing. That'd be okay. You've done. You've accidental dated in the past. No, that's <laughs> not the same thing. That's people that you know that we were at the gym, and it's like, oh, hey, you want to go get lunch? Sure. <laughs> and it's usually not just me, and it wasn't me and one of the person. It was a whole group of people. I but know. you forget to mention that. Here's the thing. <laughs> Mommy and daddy are going to start fighting. <laughs> She's trying Sometimes to make it out like I'm not mm-hmm. And I'm like, you went on a day date, dude. <laughs> and it, never mind. I'm not even Because he's Kate Beckinsale and they're John Cusack. <laughs> I think you can go out with people. It's not a big deal. No. But I, I think his mindset If you go out with them more than once, now you're, now you're making a pattern. And when he wanted her number and said he had a crush on her, then. I don't feel she should have kissed him on the cheek, though, because that sends the wrong message. Yeah, that would have been exactly what we needed Adrian to do before Rocky was all creepy. 
Oh, we're on that again. But let's <laughs> let's keep going. I like how didn't spill coffee. Because on. that's <laughs> true. That's true. Because when they go ice skating, they're on a date. Yeah. And that's cheating of a kind. There's different levels of cheating. I'm going to put that out there. It's not all the same. Thank you. But they did definitely go on a date when they went ice skating. So we'll skip to that. Now they're ice skating. Because <laughs> <laughs> he says, hey, you want to go do something? I don't know. What? It's like, well, he wants to go have a, a room at the Waldorf Astoria, but he'll settle for ice skating. <laughs> so while they're ice skating, she asks him questions. What's his favorite movie? Cool Hand Luke. And she's never seen it. Much like Carly. Yep, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen that either. It's, I don't know, people always claim that this is like the best movie it's ever. Awesome, it's good, it's not... I, I mean, it's dated as shit. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know. Movie. It's okay. I think Paul Newman has good salad dressing, but I don't know that I've ever seen him act in anything. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with, with Elaine's uh, opinions of acting, just flip it. <laughs> so we don't get any hate mail. She asked what his favorite New York moment is, and he says, this one's climbing the charts. Tell me that's not a date. And then, oh, it is. He's very aggressive. (laughs) And then um, I wrote, unlike in Rocky, when I think Adrian actually (laughs) fell, I think perhaps Sarah maybe intentionally fell. (laughs) I think so, too. Because she fell, and then he takes care of her. It's okay. He fell, too. He fell for her. Oh. He but his sees, girlfriend didn't think it was an awe moment. No, no. <laughs> he sees her freckles and sees the constellation Cassiopeia in them. He tells her the story, and they have a moment. In the trivia, I saw that this is not the first movie where he's shown a girl Cassiopeia. Interesting. I can't remember what the other one was. Though. It must be his favorite constellation. <laughs> well, I'm going to say that I feel like he clearly wants... He met this girl... He likes her more than anybody he's ever met, and I feel like if she had shown any real interest of being in a relationship, he would have instantly broken up with his girlfriend. I think so. I don't think he actually would have, like, kept Sarah. But is that wrong? No. Okay. Oh, that's not wrong. If you meet somebody you like more than the person you're with, and you immediately break up with the person you're with to be with someone else, that's not wrong. That's breaking up with someone. That reminds me of something Johnny Depp once told me. I knew he was in that because I was thinking that. <laughs> he didn't tell me specifically. Oh, well. But Tony, give me the quote. You don't have to say that. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. I have to remember it. All right. If you're, if if you're in love down. with two people, always go with the second one because if you were really in love with the first one, you wouldn't have fell in love with the second. That's yeah, it. That's true. a word for word. What do you need me for? <laughs> <laughs> and there's, like, there's nothing wrong with learning, hey, I don't like this person as much as I thought I did, mm-hmm. so I shouldn't be with them. Yep. I still, and... We don't know if he's been with like the girl that he that he's engaged to. We don't know that that's his current girlfriend yeah. at this time. Like I doubt he might is. have immediately gone home and broken up with that girl anyways cuz he realized, "Hey, I met my the love of my life and I obviously don't care about you, so I'm going to break up with you." Like he so, could have been a good guy. We don't see all that. I just want to point out there's the second movie that Carlos picked with John Cusack where he cheats on his girlfriend. I did go on a date. <laughs> is there a John Cusack movie where he doesn't cheat on his girlfriend? Say anything? Does he not cheat on her? Does he have a girlfriend in Gross Point Blank? Does he cheat on her? Um, he, no, he doesn't really have a girlfriend <laughs> in the end of the movie. And also, in Con Does Air, he, he doesn't cheat on, on his anybody. girlfriend in Hot Tub Time Machine? Quite <laughs> my buffalo. I don't think so. Because okay. he didn't have a girlfriend. He did it at the end of the movie. All right. So... Hey, let's do favorite John Cusack movies again. <laughs> <laughs> so he convinces her to give him her number. She writes it on a little tiny piece of paper. And when she goes to give it to him... A truck drives by, and it flies around with a million other tiny pieces of paper. Oh. Now, I've been never been to New York City, but the impression I have is that that's kind of realistic. 
<laughs> I don't remember any tiny paper when we were walking around New York City. If there's paper on the but ground on a very truck drive by, sure. Day. It was yeah. very damp that day. And this, actually, this is, I don't know, 1996? Four. It was 1994, seven, eight. It was five years. They said it was about five years before 2001-ish. So. I do believe he said 1994 at some point during the movie, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go with 1994. And his haircut, definitely 94. <laughs> so I've heard stuff about how they've been cleaning New York, so maybe it was like that in 94. Because the movie's but supposed it isn't to be, today. The movie came out in 2001, and he said seven years, so yeah, do the math. Okay. I doubt the city is any cleaner today than it was then. Oh, I don't know. There's really way more no people idea. now. I bet it's worse. Not about way more people. I've never There's way there. more people now. I bet it's worse. I think we're gonna have to look that up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so she says it's a sign, and she's not gonna Are write you it down about again. Now, 2017, or then 2001. I'm saying that each year, as more now. and more people move to the city, well, that's not fair. it gets worse. <laughs> so okay. Okay, 90, So 2001 is worse than 1995, and 2000. Four would be worse than 2001, and now would be worse than 2010. Well, the population now is 8.5 million people. And hold on a second, Carly. I'll be right back. <laughs> and every year the people get fatter, too, so they take up more space. That's not true. Sometimes they lose weight. In 1994, Google, 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 7.3 million. Uh-huh, that's a million more. That is a million more, but that's almost that's 20 years later. Million that's people. actually less population growth than I would have thought. And in 2001, when this movie came out, well, it's very it was eight to live million. <laughs> so we're talking about seven hundred thousand people. That's a lot of trash. That is a lot of trash. But they did make efforts to clean up New York. <laughs> Could we talk on. less about this movie? All right. So <laughs> yes, because Chicago's. <laughs> it's, all, it's just listen. I'm sorry, go ahead, Carl. So she says, "You know what? Put your name and number on this five dollar bill, and then she goes and spends it, and says when it makes it back into her hands, she'll call him, and when he hears her voice, he'll believe in fate." You know what I was thinking when he when they did that? I'm like, how many people would just randomly call him? I know. Yeah. I thought about that. Like, if too. there was a name and a number on a do- on a dollar bill that I got, I'd call it. Really? Because I've gotten money with numbers on it before, and I have never called them. I would call them. Especially in '94. In '94, I probably would have called it. Now, no, I don't call anybody. I would absolutely call now, but I'd call from like not my phone. (laughs) I'd have to find the one last phone phone. in (laughs) Norfolk. I'd have to go to the aquarium to use the payphone so that they wouldn't get my phone number. Well, you just star six seven. Just saying, it's that's still a thing. All right, and he's like, "That's not fair. I need something with your information on it out there in the universe." So she busts out of her bag a copy of Love in the Time of Cholera. So she pulls it out of her bag. I turn to John and I say, it's his art. <laughs> Tony I, did, I did the same, same thing. thing. He didn't get it. He didn't know what I was well, talking about. No, I got the reference. There's I got the reference, level. but I didn't read, I didn't but read it, the book. I it like, wasn't oh, until okay. later when he saw the book title again that he's like, did you know that that was that book? And I'm like, yeah, that's why I said it's it. It's his art. Well... Which makes me wonder. Like, okay, that movie, great. Um, I did wonder about playing it cool though, because it was they were making fun of all those tropes, and I wonder if specifically this is one of those movies that they looked at when they were maybe. looking at movie tropes, because it's the same book. Maybe uh, I gotta Very think likely. yes, because that's kind of an obscure. It was book. really interesting. This book has four, according to the Wikipedia's, four mentions in TV and film. Interesting. Three movies. All three of which now we have done on this podcast. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> what are the movies? This one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Playing it cool. Uh-huh. It. And it's one of the books that John Cusack says he has read in High Fidelity. <laughs> <laughs> Two John Cusack mentions, yeah. though. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. He must really like this book. And uh, the other one was in How I Met Your Mother. Maybe it's one of those books that 
You know how sometimes people just will read a really well-known critical book just so they can claim that they're well-read? Maybe this is a John Cusack book. Tony's Maybe. nodding his head yes. like he knows 100% what I'm but talking about. But John Cusack about. said that that wasn't a good book. He said, you know, his favorite book was Cash by Johnny Cash. I know. Yeah. All right. So, he, she says she'll write her name and number in it and sell it to a used bookstore tomorrow. And he thinks this is just wrong. You don't have the most incredible night of your life with a perfect stranger and then leave it up to fate. So she realizes they're right outside the Waldorf. And also, that's the most incredible light, night of your life. You hung out, kind of. Like, <laughs> really? He's had a pretty shitty life, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. You always hear those stories about somebody who's like, oh, I met this guy and we stayed up all night talking. Yeah. Like in, um, what's that movie? What's that movie with, um, uh... The Kelly Clarkson guy and uh, Ryan Gosling, um, where he dates the <laughs> Stephen Carell, the Kelly Clarkson guy, and John John knew what I meant, and um, Ryan Gosling, and the their friends. It's called crazy stupid love. Yes, Jesus. thank you. I've been waiting for her to stop talking so I could say it. <laughs> you were just going on. I, like I had it after the Kelly Clarkson guy. I got it. <laughs> but she like just this. kept on going. <laughs> um, but you know that scene where. Where he's telling Steve Carell's character that him and the girl they stayed up all night and they just talked and it was the most wonderful thing. That's a movie trope. The and you hear like people will t like girls will tell you the story about how they just they met this great guy and they just talked all night and there was such a connection. And I'm like I've never had that so I don't know if that's well, like. I don't want to talk to anybody all night. <laughs> I mean, we take breaks from banging. <laughs> nice. Oh goodness. I um. But, Hi, Mom. But so I think that but there's there's this trope out there that Stuffing. you that you really get a good like you talk to someone for a really long time and you just have this mystical have connection. This connection. Like it's one of those like he's just blown away by her and this whole night has been like I know what you otherworldly. Mean. Like yeah. Eddie Murphy said in Coming to America, he wants a woman who stimulates his mind as well as his loins. That's true. <laughs> Alright, so she's she like takes him into the Waldorf and puts <laughs> him in front of a different elevator and says, if we pick the same floor, then we're meant to be together right now. And I love how they pick the same floor. But and she throws one of the gloves at him. Yep. She throws the bag and has one glove in it. And uh, he, they pick the same floor, but some kid gets on his elevator. Josh the devil. And pushes all the buttons. You little bastard! And then the elevator gets stuck. I actually, I saw a uh, one of those life hacks things that says if you push too many buttons. If you push it again twice, it'll unpush. I didn't know that. That was doesn't a thing. work on every elevator. I have no I've idea if it, it works. <laughs> well, why next I've time seen you're that in an too, and I tried try it. it. It doesn't work. Yeah. It works on newer elevators. I don't ride a whole lot of elevators. I do. <laughs> I, I try to ride one elevator. But a day. that kid's right. name is Josh, <laughs> and he's dressed like a devil for no reason. So I have him in my notes as Josh the Devil. Yeah, well, where's your sympathy for the devil? It's fitting. Rolling Stones, get it? Get it? Anybody? <laughs> Man of wealth and taste. So he takes forever to get up there, and we see that his elevator is just getting more and more full as it takes forever. I like and how he's everybody's like, <laughs> everybody's yeah. like, where is she? Is she here? Is she here? No, back in. And then finally, she gives up waiting and gets on an elevator. It closes, and then his opens, and he's ditched all the people, and he's by himself. But she's gone. <laughs> he goes out into the street, and he creepily. Turns around every dark-haired woman he sees, yeah. thinking it's her, even if they're with people. Yeah, even when they're <laughs> holding hands and arms with another man, I'm like, really? But uh, they're separated. And then there's a weird time passes montage. 
and we're at a dinner. Jonathan is getting married. And there's a whole speech made by his best friend. And the best man. Dean. The great Jeremy Piven. They pan around the room. It's a with great speech. It is. It really. This he is, said that he was the first awesome. Mrs. Traeger. It really made me think of John and Kevin and how I call Kevin John's other wife. <laughs> yeah. After all the way, but he always came crawling back. <laughs> it's a very good speech. And they pan around the whole room and they don't show us who's the woman, who's the woman. Oh, we knew it wasn't her because yeah, we that would be kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. And her name is Hallie. They have a very wet kiss. <laughs> Maybe he's into her. Maybe she's it's very, a, very wet. It looked like the kind of kiss that the next day your girlfriend says, how was it? And you're like, well, it was real damp. <laughs> and she's like, aw, that's not good. <laughs> so he goes Didn't home. Didn't realize about each other's kisses. No. Nope. It doesn't ever happen. That's not something dudes do. Never, ever. He goes home by himself while she goes out more because he has an early day tomorrow. And on his way home, he passes a book table. And he looks at the copy of Love in the Time of Cholera. No name, no number. And a dude tried to sell it. He's like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> but we know it's been years and he's getting engaged, but he's still checking copies of that book every time he passes. You know what? I got to say, I would check too, but I wouldn't be looking for her. I would just be trying to find the book at that point. <laughs> it would be a personal vendetta. I'd find it like, ha ha. You're going to buy it? No. <laughs> I win. <laughs> you cross it out. <laughs> Nobody gets it. Then we cut to Sarah. (laughs) She is a therapist in San Francisco. She's talking to a patient about the dangers of the soulmate mentality. And now she doesn't believe in it. Mm -hmm. She's she's abandoned her own premise here. Well, it's been years and she never got that $5 bill. Well, she moved across the country. That kind of, you know, (laughs) takes the odds and drops them quite a bit. Money usually doesn't travel all the way to California from New York. And uh, she opens the door when she gets home and there's flower petals everywhere. Candles are lit and there's a giant box which is full of smaller and smaller and smaller boxes. I thought it was going to be a person. I thought it was going to be Ian Miller, yeah. (laughs) She unwraps box after box after box and she finally gets to a ring box and she's like, oh my god, oh my god and it's empty. And this kind of weird dude comes out and he's like waving the ring around as he walks around <laughs> strangely. Yeah, kind of weird. He's awesome. <laughs> and he's like, you got to say yes first. He wasn't playing Lars. double. Yeah. Lars, yep. And she says yes, but it doesn't fit. <laughs> and he says, you're not going to read into this, are you? So I'm like, okay, she's changed her mind about following the signs and the destiny and the fate, but she's... It's been recent enough or gradual enough that people who know her know that this well, could be... She it, saw the signs. She opened she up said, her mind. She saw the signs. She didn't say we could get it resized. <laughs> she said something else. Refitted, I Refitted, think. yes. Which I was like, both times when John watched it last night, when I watched it this morning, I was like, nobody fucking talks like that. She's British. Well, maybe yes. British people do. It's just, it's just really weird. But like, like who wrote this script? They say weird things, script? you cheeky bastard. <laughs> She's British. But who? But the person who wrote this script is British. Well, she could have changed it. She, she might have said, "People this. where I come from don't say resize; they say refitted." That's just, right. Just like, I just, it my character wouldn't say that. She's British. She it would just, say refitted. It, it <laughs> was like when Van Helsing made a circle of fire in the snow. It took me completely out of this movie. <laughs> that took you out it of this movie. Didn't bother me at all. It really <laughs> bothered that me. Took you I found out it very jarring. <laughs> when people use mm-hmm. language that is not appropriate to the setting, it takes me very out of movies. So if she said she has to go to the loo, would that? No. <laughs> it wouldn't have. 
but the refitted did because <laughs> nobody talks like that. Kate, back to the point. Have, has a call. We have any <laughs> listeners in England? Let us know. Do you it say just, resized or refitted? It just took me out. <laughs> All right. He goes they to know. call someone about fitting the honeymoon into the tour. Because he's immediately, like famous. Immediately. immediately. I thought that was weird. That kind of took me out. Uh, that didn't take me out. No, but that no, was when out. I was like, uh, right now? So only can't, me and Tony are left in the movie. You can't wait a few minutes? No, but it's weird because you can see that it. it's funny because it looks like that John and his girlfriend care about her each other but here in this part you it um, it almost instantly Words it's like hard. well Lars doesn't like her look at him he's wet he asked her to marry him and then accessory. he left. <laughs> they didn't even have the great I just asked you to marry me sex yet well yeah, it took no. me out of the movie because I thought Lars was my, John Travolta's Michael I win <laughs> with Paul Rudd's face <laughs> I win what's my prize uh, you get to be in the movie shit what? <laughs> But uh, Tony so actually was convinced. <laughs> you can play the sitar in Lars's band. Ooh. <laughs> but you play jazz triangle. I do play the jazz triangle. Tony told me as we were watching it, he goes, All right, so now we get to see how horrible the people they're with now are so that we don't feel bad for them when, when at the cheat. end mm-hmm. they end up, you know, these two end up together. And I was like, Well, it kind of works for him, but not for her. <laughs> she was a terrible person. <laughs> Neither one of them are terrible people. He's just kind of weird, well, and you kind of, can see that he cares Lars about the tour himself. more than he cares about yeah, her. But his fiance is just a but, nice person. But you know what? <laughs> Even though Lars cares, Lars a little self-centered no and boy. cares about himself. But in the end, he does follow her to New York and to tell her that he, he hey, just hey, really hey, missed hey, her hey, and that that other stuff out. wasn't Stop. important. Just, just, I'm sorry. You're like an hour ahead. I'm just saying that <laughs> Lars, even though he's he's right still, and she two still hours. keeps talking about it. I'm saying he's still he never he never she's comes across as a terrible person. No, he just comes across as she's not as important to him as. All right, I so they're married. Lars, okay. Lars right. is a goofball. Yeah. So now we cut to a top go- top golf like place. Yeah, that's what York. I thought too. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, they had those back then. <laughs> what year is this? It's like top golf, huh? So multi level driving range. Jonathan's there for work, and as he's leaving, a Sarah Lawson is paged, and she's British, and he wheels around, but it is not her. He goes to get his hair cut, and his usual hairstylist isn't there. Who's going to cut his hair? Sarah. Sarah. He's nope. like, nopity nope, and he leaves. And then in a cab, um, he a hears what? he's in a cab. That's not what you said. What she you said, said in a and cab. then in a cab. Oh. We're going to play that See, back. And I think that was the wrong Sarah song. I would have liked, Sarah. <laughs> That's what Tony said. I don't know. I got we don't watch this together. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> When you can see, before they flash to the guy on the bike, when you can no, just kind of see him Sam out through the cab window, I was like, is that Sam Rockwell? And I got really excited, but it oh. wasn't. Just some dude. We just assumed they could. They didn't have enough money to buy that or the rights to that song or any good song. So they went um, bargain basement. <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> the soundtrack in this movie is one of the worst soundtracks. Well, they blew it all on uh, Rockefeller Center, I guess. <laughs> that skating scene. So he starts flipping out. Sarah, 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 Sarah. He goes to see Dean at work, and he's like. Um, I'm I'm having some issues because she's everywhere. <laughs> even though I haven't seen her, and she's I've never everywhere. Heard of confirmation bias. <laughs> and, what, and what does Dean do as a good friend? He says, "I don't want any part of this." But did you enjoy <laughs> the like, Godfather no. metaphor? I did. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Hallie's like Godfather Part 2 Mm-hmm. Still great. Maybe better than the original. 
But you can't get there without the first one. And he's becoming obsessed with Sarah again. And technically you can, because Godfather 2, half of it was takes place before the first Godfather. Yeah, I don't know that. So that wouldn't have been an issue. <laughs> I think, mm. you know, I think, points for trying. Points for trying! <laughs> you should just watch the Godfather saga and have the best of both worlds. <laughs> Ooh, we're going to do that movie, Carly. Well, maybe these ladies wouldn't be down for that. <laughs> That's not underappreciated. That movie, like the most revered movies after Citizen Kane. Is that the one where it's cut up and... Yeah, they put it in order. I don't know what's that. I haven't seen it. It's I don't long. know if I've seen the third one though. You know, the third one's not part of it. Oh, it's just the first. It's, two. it's one and two, but they take half of two, put it in front of one, and then they, we may watch that. one. They put it in chronological while order. Doing Princess Bride. Oh, cool. Okay, so he's like, dude, we searched for her years ago. It's three days into your wedding. You need to let go of her. You have Hallie. She's great. But then he still goes with him to do a tour of New York's used bookstores. And he's a good friend. Afterward, they give up. Um, he goes home to Hallie, and she's like, I like your haircut. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, wow, a, that's just horrible. A woman, his fiance is like, nice haircut. Mm. Didn't get a damn haircut. Yeah. Although I will say, woman. sometimes Tony gets a haircut, and he's like, you didn't even say anything. I'm like, okay, nice haircut. <laughs> I know, right? Because I don't care, but if you did it and I didn't say something, you would care. Yeah, when I get a haircut, it's like once every six months. It's usually pretty dramatic. <laughs> Doesn't make it right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so she wants him to be all romantic. Tell me I'm the only woman in the universe for you. And he's like... Ugh. I haven't tried them all. Uh, and then the smoke alarm me. goes off, so he's saved by the bell. He, Ooh, a good TV show, by the way. <laughs> She goes to yell at the super, and he sees a Bloomingdale's bag. She went through his closet trying to pack for the honeymoon, and he finds the bag with the glove. And he puts it on, and there's a receipt inside. I find it hard to believe he did not check this glove until now. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I'm out of the movie. Right there. I'm out. We're all out. Nobody's in this movie, so tune in next week. <laughs> so, yay, nay, may, bay, Elaine, go! <laughs> Tony goes... There's no receipt in that bag, and I'm, we're watching it, and I've seen this movie a hundred times, and I'm like, really? there's a receipt in the bag. I can't tell him that. <laughs> but not everybody puts the receipts in the bag. It could have been. Yeah, that's what I was like. I it, put receipts in my wallet. <laughs> when they say, do you want it in the bag, I'm always, no, yeah. I want it in my hand. I will lose it if I put it in the bag, but if I put it in my well, wallet, in my, hand, my so I crumble up and shoot that's what Tony always now. does. John, if they say, do you want a receipt, John always says no. <laughs> well, so I don't care. want the receipt. Yeah, I don't either. If they're gonna ask me, but because it's 2017, and then when I spend money, my phone tells me, "Hey, did you okay this?" Mm. All right. So he has uh, the account number, and it's like, "What? Shit's gonna get real here." We go back to Sarah though, and she's at her fiance's show, and it's weird. <laughs> oh my god! So I'm watching this right, and Elaine's, I don't know, reading a book, doing whatever she does. <laughs> reading a book. She's playing candy. Books or something. Candy books. Candy books. Coming so, soon. and I couldn't even say anything. I'm just hitting her like, <laughs> you know, we, I can't take and my I eyes off the screen. And I'm looking like, and I look up and I'm like, what the hell is that? Because he's jamming out. He's on getting the down book. on that thing, man. I don't know what that particular type he of. He says what it's called later, but I, I didn't write it down. It's some sort of Indian flute. <laughs> I don't know. We'll Looks like it. what the blue elephants playing in Star Wars, <laughs> or what you see snake in, charmers play in old movies. Oh. 
All right. So her sister comes up but after the show and no, is surprised. No, she went oh, too fast. Can we talk some more about <laughs> this band and this? So this music. <laughs> Listeners, if you haven't seen this movie, please YouTube. If the only Mars's thing you do, <laughs> it's great. Pick the soundtrack. It's up. like rock meets traditional Indian music. <laughs> it's very strange. There's a dude jamming on the wow. sitar. I should have gotten a clip so we could play it. Both this my part. father and my uncle Bruce can play the sitar. <laughs> they were hippies. Both centaurs. <laughs> and um. I didn't know that you could or in make Star it. Wars. <laughs> I don't know you could jam like that. <laughs> it's very, it's fantastic. All right, now we'll let you move it on. It kind of brings the house down, though. People give him a standing ovation. Yes, yes, they do, <laughs> and so they should. Well, he sold all, all his dates in uh, yeah, wherever that was, Germany or something, Stockholm, Stockholm, <laughs> oh Sweden. Sorry. <laughs> So her sister comes up after the show and is like, I want to see your ring. And she's like, oh, I thought you wanted a round diamond because this one is kind of... Princess cut. Yeah, it's definitely princess cut. <laughs> Which would be square for people like Carly who don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> and she made a hand gesture that looked jewelry. like a square. I don't know jewelry. So, uh... <laughs> Which they also couldn't see because this is a podcast. That's true, I suppose. But uh, she's like, I'm surprised that you would be okay with this ring. And she's like, whatever. When I was a kid, maybe I wanted a round one, but I'm an adult now. And uh, she's not going to let the ring bother her. So everyone's all excited because his manager comes up and they're adding more dates because they sold out in eight hours. And she's like, hey, 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 hey. So we're going to have to skip Paris. I have a job, too, and I have patience, and I don't want this tour to go on longer. And and they're like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, your patience will be fine. Because they've <laughs> planned the wedding and the honeymoon into the tour dates. Yep. And now they're changing the tour dates. And she's like, um... They're like, well, just stay in Europe longer. I'm trying to make it sound better. It'll be nice. You'll have fun. And she's yeah. like, but I have stuff I care about here, but nobody gives a shit yeah. <laughs> what you think. They can have tea and chocolate biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> so their rings resized. She wants Be to fitted. talk to him about it because she's not okay with this. And and uh, then somebody comes up and needs his approval on art. And so he's like, we'll talk about it later. She's fine. She's fine. And she kind of runs away. But I don't know if she's running away, really. I think it's just because it's raining. She's running. I think she left. And it's pouring rain, so she's running. And she stops to try to smoke. And she can't light her cigarette and realizes... She's in front of some posters for Cool Hand Luke. Tony goes, I have never seen a Cool Hand Luke poster. Never. In 2001, they were not in storefront <laughs> windows. But I got, it looked like she was in like Chinatown or something. Yeah, it was even less likely something on it. But I don't really know. Well, that's why it was a sign. <laughs> well, I saw the sign. It opened up his eyes. And I saw the sign. And I'll tell you, like, the narrow will sometimes do old movies, just a one-night thing. And, like, we went to see Star Wars the other day. Or not Star Wars. Oh, my God. Star Trek. Star Trek. Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan. So maybe... Tony, stop putting a Match.com thing up. Apparently we need to see it again. Maybe it was a theater that was just playing this old movie for one night. And they put a poster up. Could have been a Fathom event. It could have been. <laughs> Wrath of Khan! <laughs> I'm sorry. She's going to yell Khan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So the next day she goes to her bestie, Eve, 
and talks about the poster and how peculiar it was. And Eve says that she thought she was done with all that new age crap, like horoscopes and feng shui. Eve, by the way, owns a new age store and hates her customers. Because <laughs> the one woman was looking for the love candle. The or Casanova <laughs> candle. Yeah, yeah. Love. Casanova candle. It was shaped like a giant heart, like as big as someone's head. <laughs> <laughs> and she's very excited to find it. And it's on sale. And she's like, she's a pain in the ass. <laughs> but they keep her employed. So, meanwhile, Jonathan has gone back to Bloomingdale's to try to convince the sales clerk to input the account number and give him her information. Obviously, the employee is like, no. But it's the Mr. Bean version. <laughs> you know, it's Mr. Bean from Love Actually, so it's, it's a lot more into it than that. Don't step over the line and... And uh, it's a whole farcical comedy sequence. Yeah, uh, I was short of my quota. Yeah, so he, he can't be bribed with a twenty. A ninety-five dollar tie. And he's like, "All right, I'll buy this. That's so not enough. Not enough. Need seven hundred dollars. <gasps> what does he buy? A purple. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wonka outfit. outfit. This, <laughs> despite no. the fact that I enjoyed him in the suede purple jacket, I was like, "Dude, he wears button-down shirts every day. Why didn't he just get seven hundred dollars worth of button-down shirts?" And Tony goes, "Why didn't he just ask a different store clerk?" <laughs> <laughs> I would just come in different times until somebody took the twenty. <laughs> but did you enjoy the purple suede jacket? Oh, I did. Jesus it was Jesus. a good look, wasn't it? <laughs> so people should wear that look more often. Does Sean have one? <laughs> yeah, I bought it for him. Mm. He has a he. His is plum colored. It's suede. It's a sport coat. It. I think I've seen it. Wonderful. <laughs> Lance Max. I don't wear it every day. I'm gonna put it on right now. People really <laughs> like it. Warm in here. <laughs> he doesn't wear it because people always ask him about it, and ladies want to feel up on him. That's true. Oh, that's that's true. He gets, sexually he gets sexually this harassed is, when he wears this it. This is a better shade of purple, I think, than the yeah, one that he has yeah, in yeah, the movie. Yeah, this one is plum. The one yeah. in the in It's the more like royal purple. Yeah. All right, now yeah. that we're all duddied up, that's and, a way uh, better purple. I Isn't did dress great? up a little today, so... <laughs> Some of us are underdressed. <laughs> I'm going to wear this <laughs> tomorrow to work. Too. You should. <laughs> but uh, he says he feels like a magician. I thought that was kind of funny. I feel like a magician. So he <laughs> spends the money and he gets the purple jacket and then the guy's like, all right, I already ran the account number. It's dead. There's no information. And he <laughs> wants to kill the guy because he just spent $800. <laughs> oh, way more than that tax? Come on. This is <laughs> New York City tax. Let me just say, <laughs> as somebody who works retail, there's no way a clerk would have access to any of that information. <laughs> well, maybe back then. I don't know. In 2001, they did. Maybe. They don't now. They're still using uh So if you're trying to attract yeah. someone via receipt nowadays, they don't have access and we can't help you. <laughs> we can't even tell you if it's your fucking receipt. Wow. Because we don't have access <laughs> to your account. So Jonathan's pissed, but the dude says he can get him in to the warehouse where they keep the carbon copies of the applications. He just needs the account number and an employee, which seems a little suspect, but... <laughs> a little bit. But uh, in California, Lars is critiquing a horrible music video for the song, Mystic Surrender. <laughs> I thought they were watching Caligula. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he pauses. He's like, what is happening here? He looks like he hates the music. And the guy's like, you're lulling them into submission. <laughs> he's like, he looks like it's painful. Why didn't they invite me to have a feast? <laughs> I do enjoy that he wants the music video to tell a story and he doesn't it think just they did it. It really reminded me 
a lot of the safety dance video. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> she says that. Nice. It's like a psyche, a psychedelic safety dance video. If you were high on shrooms and watched the safety dance music video, this is what this music video would be. Huh. Probably with Lars's music is what you would hear. Yeah. And, if you <laughs> and this more. video is what you would see when in reality it was the safety dance. <laughs> There's not enough things to have the flugelhorn. So Sarah comes up and she wants to take a weekend away because she's losing it. Their wedding is coming up so fast, and the tour, and her patience, and she's all over the place. Yeah, she's so worried about, you know, missing her patience. She's like, I'm taking a break. Well, just apparently they were leaving in the morning anyway, and so she's just going to not go where they're going. Spend a weekend where she wants to go, and then meet up with them. That's the impression Which I Which she says, I just need some space. What she should have <laughs> said is, it's my friend's birthday, and I just really want to do something good with yeah. her while because we're going to be gone And we're getting married so in less than a week. And I want her to know she's still important to me. She had a great excuse on the back burner and didn't use it. Very true. That's true. That's what I would have done. We're getting ready to get married. It's her birthday. I want to have a weekend away with her. Like a bachelorette style going weekend away with the girls. Yeah. And she had a great... She had... She didn't use that, though. But she does take tickets to Eve at work and say that it's a birthday present for her. They're and going to New York. He was like, there's no ulterior motives? Keep talking. Okay. <laughs> Get off Facebook. And, uh, and she says, it's, she tells her it's because she's getting married in a week and she wants one last fling with her best friend. And she's like, you're That's not, not really my That's not what she wants type, to fling with. But, Hello. <clears throat> but she tells her what she probably should have told him. But whatever, you know. As they fly to New York, the guys are searching the Bloomingdale's records warehouse. And... I really like at this point, Dean has gotten very wrapped up in this search. Mm -hmm. Because at the beginning of the search, mm -hmm. he was just kind of going along as a good friend. But by this time, he is in it. Yes. Oh, we are really? going to find this girl. <laughs> I am going to help you. I am your bud. And I keep, like, they're both just in it to win it. <laughs> they really, really are. So uh, they find it. And her last name is all smudged out. Because he grabbed it with his thumb when he grabbed it. And I like how he said that. Like, it, it was fine until you put your thumb on it. And he's like, that's carbon copy carbon for copy you. for you. It sucks. <laughs> so he gets an address, but no last name. So he's, um, the clerk is like, so you go to the leasing office, you find out who lived there seven years ago. Duh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so they do. So they, uh, they go. But while they're doing that, the ladies arrive in New York, and Eve learns that Sarah has made no plans, not even hotel reservations, and she wants to just let fate take them all around New York City. And Eve's like, oh, fuck, you tricked me. <laughs> She's real mad about it, too, because this is supposed to be her birthday present. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. And I said to Tony, I've never been to New York City. If somebody well, paid for me to go under false pretenses and was going to pay for me to do stuff there, I think I would just follow them around the city for the weekend. First of all, if you give someone You'd a plane ticket to New York City, plan. I know, I totally would. I would be like, all right, let's do it. Because New York is so expensive, the plane ticket is your gift. Yeah, you wouldn't have needed to lie to me. Um, you don't get, well, there's a hotel room too. Kiss my ass, we're staying in New Jersey. <laughs> they're staying at the Waldorf. Yeah, they're staying at the Waldorf. What how much a room costs at the Waldorf? Ooh. I have no idea. I promise up. I can't afford it. <laughs> so uh, so she convinces Eve to stay which I was like well 
he didn't pay for the tickets. I mean, what is she going to do, sit in the airport until the weekend? So. Yeah, <laughs> she was obviously going to stay. <laughs> so uh, she says she just wants to let fate drive the weekend, and then at the end of the weekend, she gave it a shot, and it didn't work, and she can forget about him and marry Lars and be happy. Yeah, she she's very. Um, she's like, I just I can't stop thinking about this. I really just need to get it out of my system so I can move on. Mm-hmm. I and she seems like she really wants to move on. She just needs to do this so that she can. Yeah. This is what five or seven years later. Seven. Seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they meanwhile, don't say. <laughs> well, the at the. Uh, at the Bloomingdale's, when they find her, they, the dude says, so you find out who lived there seven years ago. They mention it, like, once. But they don't, but they say, in the beginning, they say five years ago, and then after that, they say a few years later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, the they changed so. change the timeline more than once while they were yeah. making it. Originally, they wanted it to be so 12 to 15 yeah. years. It doesn't, you <laughs> can't question that, because it doesn't make any sense, the timeline. <laughs> so, uh... Elaine's very big on timelines. I am, and it makes me upset. And also peeing. I like noticed. like to have peeing in a, in a movie. <laughs> if you could start a movie peeing off the front of a boat, that'd be great. All right. It's got to be thoughtful, important peeing. Right. So they go to the leasing agency, and they convince a temp to tell them who lived in that address in 1994. I like how they convince them. <laughs> they get Jeremy Piven and be like, you're supporting the man if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> But it's a dude named Sebastian Mignon. Mignon. Not Mignon. <laughs> <laughs> Who currently resides in Brooklyn. And they're off. Like you do. They're going to Brooklyn. Which, train ride, no big deal. I don't know how long it takes. So the impression they give is that it's a long one. It's <laughs> they go, they flip back to them on the train like twice and they're still on the train. <laughs> From Manhattan to Brooklyn? I mean, distance-wise, it's not that far, but... you got to factor in train times. <laughs> mm. So the ladies are wandering around New York City. They come across a man walking a Dalmatian that we just saw the guys come across. I know, yeah. I love it. I like that. <laughs> and uh, they're close. the Dalmatian traps a poor dude dressed up like a golf tee and knocks and him knocks over. Him over. Yeah. And they help him up, and she sees the flyer, and she's like, he wanted golf clubs. We're going here. She just feels it. And she goes, and she really does feel something, because he was just here yesterday. (laughs) She sits on the same bench. His crew is still there doing work, filming, but he's not there. It's amazeballs. (laughs) While they're there, her friend gets hit in the head with a golf ball that his dad was the one who... uh, Hit it. Hit it. I was like, what is the word I'm looking for here? (laughs) She's making the motion. And then she gets hit in the head with a golf club, and Tony was like, oh my god, she's going to go Yeah, she's... Holy shit. But she just walks it off. It's all good. You think they would have brought up that story when she went and crashed their rehearsal? rehearsal. Because you know his dad would be like, oh my god, that's the woman I hit with the golf ball. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or she could have said, I'm a little woozy today because I got hit in the head with a gun ball. That'll do it. <laughs> but uh, the guys finally get to Mr. Mignon's Mignon. place. Mignon's. And he is of very little help. He doesn't remember much of anything. A service placed her and her boyfriend there. They stayed for a very short time. He painted her. She sat on him. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> the painting of her that he did is fantastic. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like how he was like, around the eyes. I'm really getting the British flag. <laughs> really. How many British flags can you put in one thing? Yeah. It was crazy. It was big, too. And the guy's like, I don't know what the name of the roommate service was, but I know where it was. It was uh, in Manhattan on 60th Street. And he's like, east side or west side? He's like, it was right next to that little place, Serendipity. And, uh... Ha-ha! Yeah. And they're going. And that's when I looked it up. <laughs> it really is a place, and it really is on 60th Street. I bet it's really expensive. Carly <laughs> ever goes to New York, and guess where she's going? Serendipity. I'm at least going to walk by. <laughs> it depends, really. I don't know <laughs> if I can afford to eat there. <laughs> it looked like it was both a restaurant and a shop. Yeah, the restaurant part was upstairs, so you would at least go in the store. Yeah. It really depends on, you know, what else you want to see, because it may be way out of the way. Mm. So the ladies are there having cake for Eve's birthday. And Eve convinces Sarah that it's time to give it all up. Life isn't about fate. It's about choices and mistakes and decisions. And life is chaos. And you can't just trust that fate is going to take you where you need to be. And so the ladies leave just as the guys are arriving. Like, same cab style. Yeah, in one cab and out the other. You get this great shot, though, because Eve pays the check. Mm-hmm. And they, she paid in cash, and they bring the, her her change, and all she picks up off the change plate is a $5 bill, and as she puts it in her wallet, you see the name. Yep. Eon Miller. No, that wasn't Jonathan Traeger <laughs> and his phone number. And she puts it in her Prado. Prado. Prado, yeah, Prado. <laughs> and so what do the guys see when they get there? It's not a roommate service anymore. It's a bridal shop. It's called something like Bless the Bride. It is called exactly <laughs> Bless the Bride. So Dean is like, don't worry. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to talk to him. So he goes in there and finds out where the roommate service has moved to. And meanwhile, Jonathan's outside like, I can't. This this is a sign if ever there was one. He needs to give it up. I need to give this up and go. My rehearsal dinner's in an hour. I need to go and get married and live my life. But Dean just, like, cannot accept that. But he's like, all right, fine. I guess we'll go. Because Dean is so into it <laughs> he's now. so into it. We can make it. We can make it. <laughs> but Jonathan comes to his senses. Yep. So the guys head to the Waldorf, where the wedding rehearsal is, which is also where the ladies are staying. And they come across Hallie. And it turns out Eve knows her from college. I hated that part. <laughs> like, of course she does. <laughs> So Eve ends up invited to the rehearsal, and Sarah goes upstairs to call Lars. But turns out he is there. He's just sitting in the hallway of the Waldorf Astoria. <laughs> now, this I is know. a rather swanky <laughs> hotel. I'm willing to bet dollars to donuts that that motherfucker wouldn't get through the front door. Yeah. Are you staying here? No, get out. He would have gotten in the front door, but they probably would not have told him what her room was. Although this is back in 2001, so maybe they would have. Yep, doubtful. They're not going to let some weird dude just hang out. Like, even when I went to Philly last Christmas, we stayed at an embassy suites, but they wouldn't let the pizza delivery guy come up to the room. They stopped him before he got to the elevators and made me come down in my pajamas and get the pizza. (laughs) Which is weird, because Carly sleeps naked. (laughs) Now I'm on vacation with my sister and her kids. (laughs) Don't kill the joke, Carly. (laughs) She did say, not when I was on vacation with my sister and my kids, not, no, I don't. (laughs) Only Tony knows. All right, so... He's not saying. (laughs) Jonathan cannot focus at the rehearsal. I'll put pictures on the website. Oh! Oh! (laughs) 
But when it's over, even the the officiant is like, "Okay, Jonathan, of course you would be looking at her. You would be paying at attention." This point. Yeah. And uh, he's like, "Who's that woman over there?" And it's Eve, and they invite her to the wedding, <laughs> which seemed weird. I feel like it was perfectly plausible for her to have known Hallie and to meet in the hallway and have that hallway conversation, but this took it too far. She's out again. I don't know. Because if you're having a wedding at the Waldorf Astoria, you don't invite people the day before you wedding. Well, here's the thing, though. No. I didn't obviously get married at the Waldorf Astoria, but at my wedding, like, five people had to back out in the last week. So we were already paying for that food. If somebody else had gone, can I come? I would have said sure. We, I got invited to her wedding at the last minute because people canceled, but we had, I had a conflict and couldn't go. Yes, we did. We had just become friends, yes. so it wasn't. We like had I just recently, <laughs> we had just recently realized we were destined to be together forever. <laughs> well, that's good because I didn't like your husband. But you guys went to a housewarming party that day. Oh, I remember. I don't remember whose, but I remember you went to a housewarming party. Anyways, oh, I didn't like that. I'm also, trying to think. I probably was... Monica's. <laughs> no. May 2009. <laughs> I think it might have been Monica's. I don't know Monica's. Because Joey so, Chandler moved out. When, <laughs> when Monica and, oh gosh, I can't Peyton. remember. And Peyton moved it. I think that was when Monica and Peyton moved into the condo. Yeah, that could be, yeah. But anyways, I also got invited once to a friend of mine from high school's wedding because she was having it here at the church she went to as a kid, and a lot of people backed out and said they couldn't make it because it was an out-of-town wedding. So she invited my whole family two weeks before the wedding. Because <laughs> they've already paid because for they've everything. Because they've already paid for everything. Yeah. So if, if somebody had backed out, then that doesn't seem crazy to me. To, okay. to say go ahead. No, I just think it was taking it a little too ludicrous with the yeah. script. I don't. Ludicrous think was, was in this where. He's <laughs> <laughs> got hoes in different area codes. So. Why do you think? The, why do he you was think throwing it was them both both. New York and San Francisco. Mm. So then everybody leaves, and Hallie wants to talk to John. She does. She feels like he's been off in Never Neverland, and she's concerned. Everything about her wedding is going exactly how she wanted, except for him. What the fuck is going on? And she wants him to let go of whatever it is he's holding on to, and he hugs her and says he thinks it already let go of him. And then she gives him a groom's present, which... I've never heard of. I I, I, I did when I got married. <laughs> we didn't get married. But I also think it's ridiculous that people have these weddings that they've dreamed of their whole life. And yeah. I think that's why people get divorced. I, I didn't dream of my John wedding and, until uh, I got engaged. That, I never, <laughs> never necessitated a big wedding. If you want to have a good wedding, you get married by uh, Elvis. Or by a really old dude in Norfolk. Yeah, that man's dead. He Probably. Was, he looked like the Crypt Keeper when we got married. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure it's been almost 17 years. There's no way that guy is still walking around. And if he is, if he's not dead, he's Bless probably still not marrying people in the city of Norfolk. <laughs> but he couldn't pronounce our names. Right. The second guy looked like um, Elvis Hugh Jackman. Really tan Hugh Jackman. <laughs> A lot of fun. That was when you guys renewed in Vegas. In Vegas. Yeah, it was a fantastically good time. Renewed. Renewed. <laughs> so that's when you guys were nude in Vegas. I was like, you guys got married in Vegas? That's crazy. <laughs> it, was Ve it was Vegas. <laughs> Vegas. So, yeah, that was the 10-year. So at the 20-year, we're going to do something crazy. Or we'll do nothing at all. Like invite mm -hmm. our parents. Whoa. Hey, hey, we hey. invited them. Hey. It's not your fault they didn't I come. Invi we <laughs> invited all of our parents to our Vegas wedding. Only your dad bothered to show up. I was to be invited. fair, dad showed up because he lived there. <laughs> True, but <laughs> I told my family two years in advance when we were going. 
<laughs> they had time. <laughs> I was invited, but I was poor. So <laughs> everybody knew when it was happening. If they wanted to come, come they could have come. Was this was two thousand and hold on. Ten 11. years. When did you get married? Yeah. <laughs> <That's 11. Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> quick math there. Quick math. Like, I had to add it up. You know what yeah, I mean? Because ten is a really hard thing to add by. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so twenty twenty one, the year Cross graduates from high school. <laughs> That's our son. For those who don't know, let's get really personal. Yeah. <laughs> it just creeps me out that he's in the class one. of twenty twenty one. That's a thing. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna get married again. So moving on. All right. So That's she gives time? him time. a first edition. Love in the time of cholera. And, and I knew it had her name in it. I just knew it. Oh, yeah. It's gonna no have one. her name, that motherfucker. Her name and number are in it. It's just cruel. So he gets in the cab, and he's all like, I just gave this shit up. <laughs> and Dean's like, what's the matter, dude? And he's like, her name is Sarah Thomas. And he shows him the book. And he's like, Hallie gave me the book. And it's like, oh. <laughs> But he pulls Dean's phone out of his pocket. Nokia. Which was, I know, right? I had one of those. I did too. <laughs> and, uh... I'm sure that... was the blue and gray one, too. I bet that phone from the movie still works. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and Dean calls Sally. Shit. <laughs> at the Times. He's like, I need info about her. I got an old number. I got a name. And, uh... They find out she lives in California now. So what do they do? They're going to go to California. <laughs> the day before your wedding, you're like, I'm going to fly across the country. You know, anything, I don't know, I wouldn't, I don't know. It's her. funny because yeah. at this point, they're still intending on making the wedding because he says, if we miss our, if our flight is even 10 minutes late, I'll miss my wedding. Yep. The return flight. He so still has every still, intention of going we'll to the wedding. It. I think it's fair to say he's cheating at that point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think? Oh, yeah. He's definitely sabotaging his marriage because uh -oh. if I'm going to get married, I'm like, you know what? Just right before I'm going to go to college. I'm sorry. Wait. Both? I'm going to get married. I'm like, look, my girlfriend's going to have to wait. So <laughs> <laughs> after I get married. So mm -hmm. Lars has apologized to Sarah about being selfish and so focused on the tour that he's not really worried about what she wants or thinks or feels. And they go on a carriage ride through Central Park. And uh, he stops the carriage ride because he's on the phone talking about the tour. And I was like, okay, he did come to her in, in New York and apologize, but he didn't even make it two hours without getting back on the phone. <laughs> in Lars's defense, I feel like if you're going to make money doing this rock, eastern, whatever. Indian, whatever music... <laughs> You have to get on that while, strike while the iron is hot. <laughs> if you sleep on that, I, I feel know. like you're going to miss your window, and then you'll be playing dive hookah bars for the rest of your life. <laughs> I feel the opposite. Like, there's not a whole lot of competition. <laughs> so, the, you know, you'll go right to the top pretty quick. I feel like he's, if he doesn't stay on it, he's going to miss his window of when he could have made money at this. <laughs> so she walks I don't know. away. <laughs> she walks away while he's on the phone. I forgot to mention it. When the ladies were at Serendipity and Eve's convincing her that she needs to just be happy with Lars, she says, even though we hope that this weird music is amazing. Face, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, so uh, they know that it's weird. It's not like... <laughs> 
How could you not? The only person who doesn't know it's weird is Lars. I know, but I thought maybe the people around him really enjoyed no. it and thought you it was what? great. You know what? He's selling out. But I was like, oh, thank God that they but recognize can, how weird. But it you is. can enjoy something while knowing it's a very strange. <laughs> like I don't know why I like this. I just do. Like Top Chef. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like Top Chef. Mm-hmm. And me with my Call the Midwife. And you with Call the Midwife. Nobody wants to it's watch that It's just weird. Inkmaster. I don't know why I'm obsessed with oh, that I show because like it's kind of ridiculous. But still, <laughs> I have to know. Why well, I'll watch a documentary on pretty much anything. That's true. <laughs> we watched the entire season of that, uh, that show where they painted people. And we were like, when's the next season coming like out? That bo- that yeah, the body painting the, show. The costuming or whatever. Yeah. Was, we watched see? the steampunk, steampunk one. We did. See? That was terrible. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you know that it's ridiculous, but you can't not yeah. enjoy it. But I love Which is why I think people that. like that Dracula movie. It's what? bad. Oh, we're back on that again. And that, I might not ever get off that train. To oh, Transylvania. Okay, so, I just remember that when I mentioned that someone spilled water all over this guy. You mention it all the fucking time. <laughs> I do not. All right, so Sarah walks Psych. away from the carriage and she sees the rink where they went ice skating when she met Jonathan. She goes down and sits on a bench, and we don't know how long it takes, but eventually Lars comes and joins her on the bench. And uh, is it not Rockefeller? I think it's Rockefeller. I was say. I'm pretty sure. I don't know, but right now it's some kind of roller skating. It's a roller skating oh, okay. ring. I mean, who else's name was Lars? It was that guy from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no ice right now. Uncle Lars? So uh, yeah. no, that was Uncle she's Lars. just sitting there, and he sits down with her, and he's like, oh, Lars look at all Owen's the stars. Dad. Right. And actually, that's a blooper because you can't see the stars. But he's like, look at all the stars. They have names, but I don't know them. And she recognizes Cassiopeia. She takes her jacket off and rolls her sleeve up, and she sees the freckles, and and uh, they, she has a little moment, and uh, we where? see the guys flying to California. She has the moment where she realizes she just can't be with Lars. Yeah. Or <laughs> Lars. At least he has his music. Well, you know, he'll be okay. He'll end on his feet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, he, he's a studly guy, you know. I don't know. And he's a musician. He, he's got talent. <laughs> Even if it's weird yeah, music. Yeah, he's a musician. So. <laughs> I would date him. <laughs> See? He'll he's be a fun. handsome fella. I loved him in Sex and the City. <laughs> Tom and I were talking. We don't think that show would be popular today. No. Probably not. It's not it's terrible. But he was a furniture maker in that show, and he made some nice furniture. Ladies <laughs> like a dude who works with his hands. Oh, Did yeah. I tell you about that bookshelf that John built? It's beautiful. <laughs> Two bookshelves. No, you built yourself an entertainment center. That's true. <laughs> but you could put a book on. All yeah, right. There's <laughs> not room. There's zone, it's, all, it's got DVDs on it. So on the plane, Dean tells him Courtney moved out. And... Jonathan always thought that Dean and Courtney had, like, the ideal relationship. And what the heck? And he's like, we just let it slip away. We didn't fight for it. There was no passion. And he's like, I didn't want to ruin your wedding. Yep. Which, I understand that. <laughs> I support that. Yeah. So, uh, he's like, you inspire me, though. Like, this this is what a relationship needs. This passion, this drive, this enthusiasm. This is what we didn't have. And, uh... They get to the house, and Sarah's sister is there, having a great time right in front of the window with her fella. Banging him something fierce. (laughs) 
bang, that's the bang, 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 so Dean like, is like, no, stuff. no, don't look. And Tony's like, this is what you want him to see. Yeah. <laughs> no, because Dean stills hoping for love. <laughs> <laughs> and he tries to tackle him and he grabs his leg. You can't go. And they fall down and he sees. Yeah. And then they're just laying in the yard at, behind a bush. And he's like, she said everything happens for a reason, right? Maybe the reason why we're laying here is because you don't want to be standing somewhere yeah. else. Maybe you're not supposed to end up with her. You're just also not supposed to get married. At least not to her. Yeah. <laughs> not the chick from Blue Bloods. She's great in that, though. You should watch that show. <laughs> one, two. So it's we... not that good. It has Tom Selleck in it. Though. It's got Tom Selleck and Donnie Wahlberg in it. Done. <laughs> You'd think it'd be a lot better than it is. So we cut back. Sarah's leaving, but her plane is delayed. She talks. She talks to Eve on the phone, and Eve's getting ready to go to that wedding. She loves a wedding, so Sarah goes to pay for a headset and realizes she has the Prado wallet. I do too. I love the weddings. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I like how the, the stewardess is, or the flight attendant, excuse me, is like, "Is there any money in there?" <laughs> <laughs> I know you have your friend's wallet, but how about you fork over some cash? Well, some pretty effort here. So she gives her a five dollar bill. And as the lady's giving change to other people, she realizes it, it is not just any $5 bill. It's the... It's the... If I actually put that in all caps. The $5 bill. <laughs> I did that for the... I can the, confirm uh, that. It does say the... I did that for the book, has... too. It's the book. <laughs> so she takes it and then insists on getting off the plane, which we assume she's successful because now we see her in a cab. And she's calling information. She needs an address for this... For him and... She gets one. She runs. Apparently, he has the same fucking phone number. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> well, he never moved. I've had the same phone number for more than seven years. <laughs> I know he never moved. Well, he never moved out of New York. Yeah. Well, I know, but he might have moved apartments. Maybe he kept his phone number. Maybe. Moving on. So, uh, hmm. so <laughs> she gets to his house, and the super's outside. And she's like, can I talk? Where is he? And they're like, you missed it. You're late. He's getting married. He's getting married, and he might already be married. It's at the Waldorf, so she runs to the cab again. Take me to the Waldorf. The first she has to catch the cab. Wait! Wait! <laughs> she ends up getting out of the cab because they're stuck in traffic, and she makes a run for it. She runs in the room and yells, Stop! <laughs> One dude is there fixing chairs. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and he's like, it's over. She's like, is it over? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's over. But, and after a long pause, but don't worry, you'll get your gift back. They called it off. It was it never even began, and uh, and she's all happy, like she's crying and she's smiling and she's like, oh, it's awful, and she leaves. But not as awful as you were just going to run into their wedding and go stop, <laughs> and be like, who's this whore? And the best part would have been if you would have been like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> Because she'd be like, I'm this, that girl you met for an hour seven years ago. And he's like, wow. Uh, security? <laughs> okay, creeper. <laughs> Lucky Facebook's not really a thing yet. See, like, if you put it in those kind of terms, like, if he had not been pining over her, it would have made her really creepy. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. Well, you get a lot away with a lot of creepiness in rom-coms. Well, much like in Rocky, if she's into it, it stops being creepy. That's no, true. I think you mean Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> no. Both. That's right. 
That would be sexual assault. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So the dudes, why do you bring up Fifty Shades of Grey like anybody? It's in my this go-to room. movie when people attack Rocky. But nobody in this room thinks that's a good movie. I've you never seen it. I don't want to see it. <laughs> yes, because there were three books and they signed on to do a trilogy when they did it. Sweet cream on an ice cream sandwich. Why? <laughs> because it was so popular. A lot of soccer moms got. Weddies because of that. Oh God! Nice callback to Jennifer's body. Oh, Jennifer's he keeps body. Doing that, I hate it. There's so much better erotic books out there. I just don't understand why this is everybody's go-to. I don't know. Why does everybody like that To Kill a Mockingjay? What's that called? Hunger Games. That's actually a pretty good book. I've read it. I just can't stand Jennifer Lawrence. I know, but the book's better. All right, so Jonathan and Dean are walking around, and Dean is trying out different pep talks, like plenty of fish in the sea type stuff, and Jonathan just wants to know he did the right thing. Dean gives him his obituary. He's like, I don't have to tell you, I wrote it. He said, I had writer's block writing your best man speech, so I wrote your obituary. So, did you uh, mention earlier that Dean writes obituaries for yeah. the New York Times? <laughs> he's blaming on his day job, because he's an obituary writer. So Dean is off to try to win Courtney back, and he needs this really experience. <laughs> now he feels charged up and ready to fight for his marriage. So Jonathan walks around as he reads and ends up at the skating rink. And we cut back to Sarah seeing Eve off, and she says she guesses she's going to look for him. And Eve says, "Don't do that. I feel it. You should just be in New York." And Sarah's like, well, "Who are you?" <laughs> This whole time you've been telling me I'm crazy. <laughs> and then we see Jonathan sitting on the same bench that uh, Lars and Sarah were on well, yesterday. Eve tells her to put on a jacket. It's cold. Yep. And she's like, oh, yeah, it is cold. Where's my jacket? Oh, shit. I left it in the park. Because I leave shit everywhere. <laughs> I paid $90 for a set of cashmere gloves, and I fucking left one with yeah. a dude in an elevator. And yeah. then I left my leather jacket on some park bench. <laughs> in New York City, that thing gone. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then he walks around with it. Well, like, then he steals it. John's yeah, like, he's the why one does he take that? That's exactly what I said. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, he stole it. Yeah. He's sitting on the bench, he sees it, he and picks I it up. And I said, maybe there's a lost and found he's going to go turn it in. Oh, really? Did he do that? What did he do with it? He, <laughs> he used it as a pillow. He hasn't yeah, left he yet. He laid in the middle of the thing and look at the stars. It's like, yeah, let me ruin this leather jacket by putting on the wet ground. We jumped all over Carly. Sorry. So he's sitting on the bench, he picks up the jacket, he walks to the rink, he sits down. And even Tony's like, why is he doing this? <laughs> Somebody's going to skate right into him. And Some then, teenager is going to skate right into him on purpose. Or jump over him and land on him. And then, well, then it starts so to snow. And then he decides to take a fucking nap. And he lays down to watch it snow. Because you know what's weird? Taking a nap when it's fucking snowing on your face. <laughs> and you know what else is weird about that? He's asleep, and that means no. no. <laughs> I've been waiting the whole movie for that. Really? Because I thought, I thought it was going to be a Dagamine thing, because King Arthur yeah, I complained. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because he fucking took a nap in the snow. Nope. I, was, I gotta get that in. Didn't have a blanket or anything. All right, so... Carly He's, didn't bring up Star Wars just organically. <laughs> Tony did too. I know. So <laughs> So did I. Lars. So he uh he's laying there and then a glove just falls on him. <laughs> Like and he sits up like, I was like is this going gloves? And he realizes he has the glove next to him, he has the glove on him, it's it's the set of gloves, and he's like, Oh my god. And he turns and there she is. And he stands up and she very slowly walks to him. <laughs> and he's crying. Yep. He's you got a single tear. See a tear. 
I never noticed that until I was watching it to prepare for this. It's like, why is it crying? <laughs> that was just water from the snow that Maybe. melted. Maybe. But he's had a long day. He's had a long couple of days. <laughs> that culminated in him letting go of her because he thinks she's blissfully out in California with that other guy and calling off his marriage. And doesn't bring that up at all. Like, weren't you just getting, um, <laughs> you know? <Right. laughs> well, as to Tony asked the same thing when we were watching it, and I'm like, the chick that he saw in California clearly had shorter hair and was in California. <laughs> well, so was he. <laughs> I so it's not impossible. <laughs> Can't go, hey, you were in California. I saw you. Yeah, what? but she didn't look like she was no, about to jump on a plane to come well, back. I don't know what kind of look he got from that. Before her. there was kissing, there should have been, I went to California and to your house. I Were you saw banging you Aquaman? there. I saw you there. <laughs> That's my sister. She was house sitting. I've been here looking for you the whole time. <laughs> then the kiss. Yeah, then it's less creepy, yeah. <laughs> so, and then you should have held up the book, and she holds up the money, and they touch it together, and it goes ding. <laughs> and then I grab a bucket, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, Mo, but when they kiss, it was a good kiss. I was you can like, tell that's that you're the, the writer of the movie. Kiss. That's, that's actually plausible. It was a good kiss. And it turns into the future. <laughs> mm -hmm. Flying cars and robots. <laughs> no, not oh. the future. No, um, gloves and cashmere. But they're uh, at Bloomingdale's at Christmas. It's their anniversary. I'm guessing of the night they met. Yeah. <laughs> Not or the anniversary of when they got together because that was after Christmas. And who's there? The same clerk. Mr. Lima Bean. <laughs> Eugene Levy. They go to toast some champagne in the middle of Bloomingdale's and he wants to kick them out because, uh... That's not cool. Because Jim's dad, <laughs> he's got to go back to Jim. That's Jonathan's Jim's like, do you remember me? And he's like, of course I remember you. He's like, this is her. Oh, carbon copy. Carbon copy girl. <laughs> I was like, that's a really good line. And he's like, are you going to buy anything? And they're like, we want some black cashmere gloves. But then the bell rings. And he but then the timer goes off. Up. Ding, ding. He's <laughs> like, that's the closing bell. <laughs> and he's like... He's like, that's it, we're closed, these are our hours, except for on Sundays and holidays, or if the, ma at management's discretion, he does this whole spiel. Yeah. Those tarp over the register. Yeah. And, uh, strange. And then the movie's over. Oh. <laughs> it was a hell of a ride. <laughs> All right, John. Oh, I go first yeah, again? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so my favorite <laughs> character is Dean. Okay. Yeah, the Jeremy Piven character. My least favorite character is Eve, because she never pointed. She was just kind of there. And I, didn't, I really hated that she just happened to be college friends with Hallie. So I was like, no. Nah, they did write his sidekick much better than hers. Yeah, mm -hmm. it wasn't even close. I think the actor was not, not that um, uh, Molly Shan's a bad actress, but Jeremy Piven's way better. Um, my favorite scene has got to be... Laura's dancing and playing the little flute thing. Because <laughs> that shit just like... Ow, fucking... You know. Good job. <laughs> uh, my favorite line has got to be the entire speech that Jeremy Piven gives during the... Um, the, the rehearsal, rehearsal the, the, the best man speech. I didn't write the whole thing down. About but that, he that, was the first Mrs. Traeger. Right, yeah. That was just best, clearly. Because there wasn't a whole lot to choose from. Um... <laughs> Am I going to recommend this movie? I'm going to say no. I'm not going to recommend this. And I didn't, you know, I thought it was a nice little ride. But it's a movie that promotes infidelity and the unplausible. So I can't support that. Okay. All right, Tony. All right. Favorite character is um, Sarah. 
because Kate Beckinsale played her. <laughs> <laughs> Least favorite character, you know, they they kind of won me over on this. I was I, well, I originally said it was Dean what? because he usually does. I'm not like crazy Jeremy Pivens, crazy Jeremy Pivens fan, but normally his characters are there's more, mm -hmm. but I don't know that they weren't. You know, he's always fucking, like, super crazy in movies. Not always. And Have you seen him in Heat? He was barely... Well, not Heat, I but... feel he wasn't crazy at all in PCU. He was very laid back. No, oh, he was a little crazy. Yeah, he was pretty crazy in PCU. It was his idea to throw meat on people, but we'll yeah. get to that. That sounds like and a I thought good time. This, I thought it was a little subdued in this, but you guys, talking about it, you guys are probably, um... I, I would have to change that. Nice! He actually, to who? Mm, Uh-oh. <laughs> I didn't like... What's, what's, um... Michael? What's his name? Lars. Lars. I didn't like Man. Lars. Wow. <laughs> From Dean to Lars. Yeah. I'll allow it. <laughs> we didn't do any miracles. Um, my favorite scene is uh, the glove stuff with Eugene Levy. I thought Eugene Levy's funny. Um, my favorite line is John says, I hope you enjoy the gloves you bought yourself. And Sarah says, oh, I'm sure I will. I usually enjoy my own thoughtfulness. No, it wasn't all the lines. <laughs> like I guess it was slim pickings. It was that. It was that, or the, all the Roman philosophy or Greek philosophy they put in this movie for some reason. I almost went with garbage copy girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll maybe it because it's a romantic comedy, and they're all sort of like this. I didn't think it was terrible as far as those go, and I didn't think it was stellar. So, if you're into romantic comedies, try it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Try it, he guesses. Yeah, it's a maybe. If I can't, you like romantic comedies. If you like romantic comedies. If you don't like romantic comedies, then no. Can watch <laughs> anything else? Yeah. Then, then right, watch Bloodsport. <laughs> All right. So, my favorite character was Lars. <laughs> Every time he was on screen, I was entertained. My least favorite character is Josh the Devil Boy. <laughs> as soon as I saw him, I was like, I hate that fucking kid. Because oh. how many times have you met that fucking kid somewhere? Wow. Too I, many. Yeah, so I was really <laughs> against that. I had a tie between my two favorite lines. So give them both. The first one is when they're leaving Serendipity after their coffee. And Their first date. She says, I think he's out probably doing what you're doing. And he says, what? Getting a crush on someone else's girlfriend? Not a good line. <laughs> that's my first... Well, listen. That's my first one. And my second one is when they're laying on the grass, him and Dean, after seeing the sister have sex. And Dean says, didn't you say everything happens for a reason? Maybe we're here... Maybe we are laying here because you don't want to be standing somewhere else. And I the reason that, that these... That was a good line. But the reason that these are my two favorite lines is because they're the most honest lines in the movie like when he mm -hmm. said getting a crush on somebody else's girlfriend he was being honest i found you i felt something for you he's just very open about it and i like that and the same thing here with dean is like look you don't want to get married mm -hmm. and just very open and i just like them both for the same reason which is why i couldn't pick my favorite scene while Lars's music is fantastic, my actual favorite scene is the dinner party and where the LSD safety dance. <laughs> I do like I like the dinner party where we find out that he's engaged and Dean um, gives a great best man speech and stuff like that. So I'll allow it. And this movie's going to be a big nay for Elaine. Whoa! Ooh. I have. I, I, I'm surprised by that. <laughs> I have found as time has gone by, I have very little patience for. I'm with someone who I love, but oh wait, that person looks hot, so now I want to be with them instead. <laughs> and I'm going to go behind your back while I try to figure out 
whether this other person is right mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> I have no pro. Like yeah, there was a couple yeah. of times this I like you kind of promotes it actually. <laughs> there was a couple of times where I felt like if she had given slightly more encouragement to John Cusack, he would have immediately broken up with her girlfriend, mm-hmm. which I respect and I'm okay with. But this going behind this is oh it's right before my wedding and I have cold feet and I have to search for this person who may or may not completely complete me when you <laughs> should be focused on the person you're getting married and if you obviously want to search for someone else then you need to make the decision mm. that I'm not going to get married way before I have very little patience for this in movies <laughs> and I have even less patience for it in real life <laughs> um, I just like this kind of movie is I've it just really annoys me. So the moral I got there, so if you are looking for that special someone and you, the other special someone rather, and you need somebody to be your, your co-pilot, Elaine's not your girl. No. <laughs> she's she's not going to be the dean. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the love, your, love the one you're with policy. <laughs> if you don't love the one you're with, get out. Right, and infidelity is bad. You shouldn't be An infidel- shit Yeah, I just have very little patience <laughs> for this. And while these characters weren't in any means unlikable, I think they were. They did. They didn't do anything that made me hate them. Mm-hmm. And but Hallie and Lars didn't do anything that made me hate them either. They all seemed like they were good people, and I just I don't care. I think Lars the movie. Like the, okay, I'm sorry. I think the movie they should have made the significant others more unbearable yeah. or something, and they should have had some of the um, I don't know what you call them coincidences not work out. Like, I think it would have been cooler if he opened the book and it wasn't the one that was signed. And he's like, okay. As opposed to going to California. Yeah, that was kind of... <laughs> he would just be like, okay, it's not meant to be. But then something else happens and it sets... You know what I mean? Like, every time they tried to do something, every time they there set something up, it was... You knew it was going to happen. There were so many. And then it many. happened and you're like, yeah, there's no mm-hmm. surprises here. There <laughs> were so many we almost met scenes that it just... I don't know. We could have gotten more of Lars's off. Awesome could have done music. different timelines where <laughs> they were doing things at different times, and you thought it was happening at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of cooler things they could have done in this. Yeah. Or there could have been lazy. like this passed over years. You could have seen some different things over the years yeah, where they almost ran into each other yeah. again. See, that would have been cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that better. Mm-hmm. They should have done that. Yeah, I just I, I want to watch Elaine's movie. I very <laughs> much, but I, I usually want to watch Elaine and Carly's movies yeah. more than the ones we watched. I like romantic comedies, but I. Don't like. That's I didn't right. like this one. Instead of this, watch. You've got mail. Yeah. That's a great. Oh. Harry Miss I Sally. have to tell you. Also good. And and does all the things that we said. They I will say but. that a better. <laughs> I think a more enjoyable romantic comedy in of this similar type is My Best Friend's Wedding, where Julia Roberts is trying to break up her best friend's wedding. Yeah. And she's terrible in that. And she doesn't get the guy in the end. And it's way more enjoyable to see someone be a terrible person and not get the happy ending. Now, or a better, and see the good people get the happy ending. Now, one than better this. than that, though, I've never seen that one. is playing it's a good. cool. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, good pick. A, good pick. Nice. But Carly, your another, turn. Yay, oh, yeah. or may bay. I like this movie. Oh, we, we, no, yeah, we, I we, think. Well, we don't know if she's going to get it. <laughs> I honestly, I think. If I hadn't seen it until after my whole divorce hoopla, I probably Ooh, wouldn't like it as much. You know what? Ah, but this nice. movie, like a lot of y'all pick movies that you like for nostalgia, not because they're that great. <laughs> the Burbs is an excellent film. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm not talking about that. You were talking about, you were talking about Transformers, weren't you? Also, but a movie I kind of like. Because I think, you've got the touch. 
you got the power. <laughs> I think for me, I have nostalgia for mm-hmm. this movie yeah. because I've seen it so many times, and most of the times I saw it were before when right. I was younger. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you I still, still believed in like this movie, yeah, even though I I totally see your point and I totally yeah. understand it. And if I hadn't seen it till now, I probably wouldn't like it that much. But I still the Star Wars effect. I like really it. like it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> um, favorite it's character. How, it's, that's how John feels about Wrath of Khan. No. I have nostalgia for it. He just thought it was boring. <laughs> yes. My favorite it's not, it's character is probably Sarah. Mm-hmm. I liked her more than him in the beginning. He was, just he was pushing for it, and she wasn't. And then at stuff. one point... Good luck. Even Tony mentioned it was almost like he was trying to stalk her. He was taking every little thing and going and doing research and trying to find her, whereas she really was just this coincidence happened. The only thing she did was go to New York that was like, I'm going to see what happens. But she didn't yeah. go there and go, I'm going to go to a records office or I'm going to go to a leasing office. Or She was like, I'm going to go there if I see him, great, but if I don't, whatever. So I liked her her more than I liked him. Mm. Um, I don't know. I respect his work ethic while I find her to be flaky. (laughs) (laughs) Who'd you hate? Oh, Josh the Devil Child? hated Josh the Devil Child, (laughs) that's for sure. Lars. Was it Lars? I didn't really care for any of the parents. (laughs) I know they were only in it for like a minute. I like how Carly picked up I didn't like like, the dog. Like (laughs) Hallie's parents, you got the impression. The titleist guy. (laughs) Like, you got the impression that Hallie's parents were, like, super prudy, and I don't know. She also hated the guy that was on the second level of the golf thing. (laughs) (laughs) Stand that fucker. Well, the the one parent did hit Eve in the head with a golf ball. (laughs) And didn't even say sorry at the rehearsal. My my favorite lines are pretty much the same ones that Elaine picked, which are the only two lines I believe I wrote word for word and Mm -hmm. said while we were doing it. And <laughs> because I like them so much. And I think my favorite scene is right around the time when she finds the $5 bill and he finds the book. And it's like, okay, they've both given up. They both decided that this isn't meant to be. And then now, holy shit, maybe it is. <laughs> okay. I- I do kind of like the when, like I like when he gets the book and he opens it and okay. she's like, and he seems, he's staring at it, and she's afraid that he didn't like it. And she's like, is it okay? And he's like, it's perfect. <laughs> and I like yeah, the resigned. We're not yeah. getting married. I like, <laughs> like the resigned way he is says it. It's just there's something very, yeah. So that's, well acted. See, that's yeah, but it's pretty much my favorite up. part. It's well you, acted. you shouldn't feel bad for the girl who's being left. So they can get with the two main Honestly, characters and get together. I, I felt think so bad for her. I did too. Yeah. I feel bad for her, but as like I brought it up earlier, the circumstances of my divorce, I think it's better that it happened now than if it happened after they got married. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everything happens for a reason. You got to. He did the right thing. <laughs> so and so did you guys. Right. <laughs> but you look how it worked out. I got Tony. Tony. <laughs> you can't ever fuck this up because you know we've been with her longer and we get her in the divorce. See now, ha- this is a really awkward time to bring this up, but I get Tony in the divorce. <laughs> you don't though. You think you do, but you actually don't. If we break up, she's gonna ban me from the house. Yeah, about that. <laughs> All right. So she's gonna be here when she gets home. So then you guys are fight. You guys break up, and then we just get a place. And they get a place. And cool. 
would, would be we'll horrible. Place <laughs> my place, my place, we'll well, throw the eggs garden. at each other. Yeah, and bees. So anyway, <laughs> for a garden. I know. I know. Bees I know. I know. <laughs> you, it's important. We got to save the I bees, know. Tony. I think that Believe me, I know. We've gone hypothetically too far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's it for us bees. today. Please find us at Facebook.com/slash The Underappreciated Movie Podcast. On Instagram at Unmovie Podcast Dogs. And I do now. On Twitter at Unmovie Podcast. Email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Like us, rate us, review us, email us, contact us, give us some feedback. Smoke signals, carrier pigeons, yeah. whatever you got. <laughs> whatever, Send the I raven. I want to say a big thank Page you. To, <laughs> I want to say a big thank you to the Overrated Podcast. They're. Keep liking our tracks on SoundCloud, and I love that they're loyal listeners. And you, our other loyal listeners, need to give them a listen. Yeah, because yeah, they're bad. great too. I like too. their show. Yeah, I like the premise of their show. I enjoy their show. They're great too. <laughs> we need to mm-hmm. give so, a shout out. Next week on the podcast, Elaine's pick. <laughs> Tony doesn't. I know forget. What it is. <laughs> <laughs> Death, Death becomes her. Oh, that's we right. We about this. <laughs> well, I thought he was just going to say the word is, and then I would say Death becomes her. No. But he didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fucked it up. I kept thinking it was going to be inner space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I looked at inner space, and that is not underappreciated. Wow, wow. that is so not underappreciated. I think that did really it well. It did oh, really? super good. People oh. really love that movie. Crap. It's like batteries not Which, included. Which, of course, <laughs> because it's great. We may do it. I may do it as a So you're going to do Suburban Commando? That was not. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm going to do Death Becomes Her. Oh, Death Becomes Her. All right, so I got nothing else. Anybody else? Nope. Nope. Cool. Bye.